You're listening to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe, a podcast dedicated to women at all stages of our health and wellness journey. I'm Christy from Christy Lee Nutrition. And I'm Cammy from This Mum's Kitchen. And together, we're here to inspire you with the knowledge and confidence to love into your mind, body, spirit, and lifestyle. Now set aside some time for you and join us on this cup-filling journey. Hello and welcome back to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe. This is episode number 19 and you're here with Cami. And today we're going to be talking about positive mindset and energy with my new friend, Lisa Throssell from Eleven Principles. Lisa and I met only a few short months ago after a friend recommended I book in with Lisa, who she described as an energy healer. I was so curious to understand what kind of work Lisa does and how she approaches her sessions, both in a personal way, because I'm always looking to expand my own self-awareness and my own view of myself as a holistic self, but also to help um, clients and to recommend Lisa to clients where I feel like she could help them. So Lisa's a really interesting person and an incredible woman. She's a holistic practitioner, a trained shamanic practitioner and a registered nurse. Um, I share more about our session together and how that inspired me to invite Lisa to have a conversation with me on this podcast for you to listen to and once we get into the podcast a little later on. Lisa's studied extensively in a range of fields and combines her knowledge of Western medicine and spirituality to treat the whole person as unique, seeing the individual by taking into account their life experiences, their culture and most importantly their spirituality. Lisa describes it as feeling into the unspoken language of the body, the mind and the soul. And in that way, she helps to identify and shift blockages of energy and imbalances of energy, which can get in the way of our optimal well-being. So Lisa works with energy, space and time. And she dives into all sorts of different aspects of ourselves and really invites us to to expand our own self-awareness and our own self-understanding. Lisa's teaching also includes mindfulness, meditation and creative visualisation techniques to help her clients maintain overall emotional and mental balance. In this episode, Lisa and I really dive deep into how our practices combine and overlap. We'll talk about what energy is, how it flows and how to strengthen your own energy and also how understanding your energy and how the energy of others can have an effect on you can help you to strive for a positive mindset through energy and healing. Lisa and I dive deep into subjects like self-worth, self-understanding, self-awareness and confidence and so much of this is interspersed and intertwined with our own mental health. And in being October and Mental Health Awareness Month here in Australia, I just couldn't think of a better guest. So make sure you also hang around to the end of the episode as we have two beautiful guided meditations for you as well. This is a longer conversation than some of our regular ones, but I truly believe that every single second deserves to be here. And I know that you'll come away feeling enlivened and lightened. So let's dive in. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. I'm really just so excited for you to share with everyone around what you do and what energy healing actually is. 
So could we start off there, maybe to explain to us what an energy healer is and how you found yourself to be doing what you do? Great. Well, I've always seen energy around people since childhood. So being able to um, speak to people that weren't there, which um, was interesting. My brother told me a couple of years ago that I always talked to people that he couldn't see. (laughs) And it was amazing because I thought, well, you know, about 40 years too late telling me that. Yeah. Um, So energy is around everything, every living um, being, um, trees, animals, they all have an energy. And I was fortunate to be able to see colours around people, which we know as auras, um, interact with people in different ways. So understanding when somebody was upset, even though they didn't show it um, Mm. on their face. So intuitiveness in that way um, since a young young age. I wanted to go into a healing profession, so I actually went into nursing um, after I decided that going into biology um, wasn't going to be a good career move because there wasn't any jobs, but Mm. I wanted to know how things worked. So I come from sort of a scientific background in a way, so I went into um, become a registered nurse. And that understanding of um, healing energy and how everybody can be their own healer helped me a lot through my nursing Mm -hmm. um, until I decided that that wasn't the career for me anymore. But it helped me to be present with people, especially when they were dying as well. Um, I could sort of see their guardian angel or their um, human counterparts, you know, like their mother or father or family come to see them. And rather than other people say, you can't see that, it's, you know, you're hallucinating. Mm. I used to be able to tell them, yes, I can see a man there or I can see this there. And that would give them a um, a lot of help with crossing over as well in a more peaceful way. But energy healers come in all sorts of different forms. So you can use um, things like kinesiology, um, shiatsu and acupuncture and things like that are all actually working on the energy Mm. and the meridians Mm. um, in the body. So that's a type of energy. Or you can do things out in the energy field like with um, Reiki, which is um, using a universal energy. Mm. Um, I was fortunate to learn Reiki um, many, many years after I actually learned spiritual healing. So when I was 17, I learned spiritual healing, which is using the universal energy, but not in a way that um, Reiki uses it. So eventually, um, when people kept asking, you know, um, how does energy work? Um, How does um, healing work? How does Reiki work? I've said, well, I know about the other two aspects, but I don't know how Reiki works because I've never... Um, I've never been a Reiki practitioner, so I went and learned. So yeah. More, more because then I could tell people what it was like to be a practitioner in that rather than just receiving Reiki, which feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a wonderful energy. But the idea of um, finding someone to work with you um, to help with your energy is to clear any blocks. So they might come from a past life, for instance, where there's been some trauma or um, lesson from that life that hasn't been learned hasn't been put to bed hasn't been um uh, cleared cleared away so that you can still come into this lifetime perhaps with a phobia Mm. or perhaps with um anxiety as a small child and children shouldn't be anxious for no reason Mm. um and being able to you know work through and clear that past life um is very helpful to the now there can also be um traumas or um experiences that we have as a child that can energetically put an imprint in on our body that then gives us difficulty in seeing the best in ourselves mm. because it's um, a program or a pattern that then can be cleared to help us out. We also give away parts of ourselves. 
Mm. So if we're a a caring and understanding young person, we may be um, quite sensitive to other people's needs. So we can be giving some of our calmness or some of our um, beauty and harmony to that other person to help them feel better but then we end up being devoid of those things within ourselves. Mm, mm, mm. I just find it all so fascinating. I know that we actually met because a girlfriend had recommended you and I was just so curious. I think that's part of me and my practice as well as I'm always looking for different people, different experts, different areas of holistic health really, um, which for me energy healing is massively a part of to enrich my journey and also the journey of my clients as well. And I remember when I came into your office and you said, what are we talking about today? And I said, I really have no idea. <laughs> and we went on a bit of a discovery session, didn't mm. we really? Could you talk people how through how that works in terms of when you do your one-on-ones, how you sort of find out how it is that you're going to help them? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things often is that I've already tuned into a person before they turn up. So I have an idea um, feeling their issues often within my body or I can get little snapshots in my mind of what's going on. Sometimes people actually have trouble getting to the um, practice. Mm. I've had people ring me up and say, I've been there before, but I'm stuck somewhere and I don't know how to get to you. Mm. And often that can be their own subconscious mind, their own ego saying, I don't want to go because I'm not ready to clear this issue or it's a bit um, frightening. Uh, for me to face something that I need to change. Mm. So it actually can, you know, limit them getting to come to an appointment. Yeah, incredible. It is, and it's quite, quite common. Um, It's more common than you would think. Sometimes they might also have some other negative energy that's uh, influencing them from external. Mm. Okay, and we can talk about that at another time. The um, idea of um, already having an idea of what somebody's coming for Um, helps the session enormously because I then can tune into that person's higher self, their higher mind if you want to call it there, and prompt them I suppose, just like you might be prompting me with questions in in this interview as as what you know about me and what you know about what your listeners want to um, hear, hear as well. But it's the same sort of thing. So I can sort of almost tease out a few of the ideas if someone says for your instance like yourself I'm not really sure what's going on I don't know why I'm here Mm. then I can um, sort of probe in a little bit because the best way um, to help somebody is to help them understand who they are what's going on within their life and how they can heal themselves Mm, mm. Um, even though you might um, say for instance I'm an energy healer I don't ever call myself a healer I'm a healer for me but I'm a facilitator for everybody else because each person is their own healer. Mm. And I often go to the extent where I say, if somebody says, I'm going to heal you or I'm a healer and I'm going to do this to you so you can heal, um, I would run a mile Mm. because it's taking the power out of that person to be able to look after themselves. So each individual is their own healer and they can facilitate their children healing, they can help their husband to, to identify, um, or their wife, um, can identify you know, what's going on with them and give them a bit of a support and a hand, but no other person can ever heal one person. Mm, mm. So that's a really... I totally resonate yeah. with that. Mm. Yeah, because we are all our own experts, aren't we? We just need to be 
sometimes guided and given the tools. Correct. And that's what I see my um, role in this life is um, helping everyone to get some um, guidance to maybe teach teach them some tools that they can use um, to support them of course and just to um, provide that love and light and that courage and clarity that people need um, when they're a bit discombobulated yeah yeah <laughs> so often people will come and they're um, you know they'll sit there and they'll just bawl their eyes out and I always have a big um, big box of tissues because people often will come and say I don't know why I need to cry or the tears are just coming out or I've never told anybody this and so many times that's um, because you know there's shame and guilt or there's concern um, you know of something that's happened a very very long time ago mm -hmm. and for people to open that Pandora's box on their own mm. unsupported mm. so emotionally mentally physically spiritually unsupported it's just too daunting mm. so as you know with um, my little office it's got all sorts of things in there yeah. it's, you can, lots of things to look at lots of crystals lots of um, candles lots of beautiful energetic things shamanic tools as well you know it's all got little skulls and all sorts of things in there they all provide a, a, a different energy um, from each item really to be able to draw on any of those parts to help everybody mm, mm. so everybody's an individual so that's why there needs to be different energies and there needs to be different practitioners to be able to help um, someone with with their journey yeah 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 I think that's wonderful so if we dive more into energies and what we're actually like I guess speaking about when we talk about energies because um, I'm definitely learning all about this stuff as well mm. um, so what what are auras what are chakras what are what is all of that sure so firstly um, when we're talking about the aura or the auric field we're really talking about a bioenergy. Mm. So it's the energy the body naturally gives off. Mm. Um, we all have one. If we don't have an aura, if we don't have an energy field, basically we're dead. Mm. Um, animals also have auras, so do trees. Mm. And if you ever um, look at a, a big tree just on sort of sunset when the light level is going down, squint your eyes a little bit, you'll see a greyish hue like a little mist or a, um, a shimmer around each tree. That is the tree's aura. Right, wow. Yeah. So we can do that with humans as well. If you, um, someone's like at, at a lecture in particular, if you ever have to go to a big lecture theatre and you can look at the um, speaker down the front and squint your eyes a little bit and when they're animated, you'll see energy jumping out of one side of their head. Right. Um, because they're excited perhaps. Yeah. And so that might be um, their... Uh, feminine side which is our um, right brain which corresponds with our left um, left side of the body if it's an intuitive sort of speaker you'll find the energy will jump out of that left hand side right. if it's a very sort of scientific um, speak uh, speech or um, someone is a, a male often too they will it will jump out the right hand side of their body and you can as you're squinting you can see the energy move and when people are really connected with their true essence of who they are, their energy can just really glow. So mm. if you've ever been to see the Dalai Lama, mm. um, his energy, you can feel it um, mm. you know, half a mile down the road. It just helps to open your heart and you almost want to cry tears of joy. Yeah. So he has that energy. Have, have you? Have yes, you? I have. Tell I've, us about that. 
It was wonderful. Um, I think it was the uh, time before last that he came to Perth. I didn't go, I wasn't able to go to the last time he was here. But um, my uh, business partner and I were sitting in the in the stadium there. Um, it was one of those, you know, great big places where there's millions of people. <laughs> Not quite millions, but, you know, here yeah. in Perth. Yeah. Massive space. And we just both looked at each other and... You know, there was tears sort of running down our face and we just knew he was on his way. And it wasn't long before they said, Oh, and the Dalai Lama's, you know, just five minutes out, he'll you know, he's coming into the coming in shortly, so get yourselves settled down. And you know, when somebody is full of love and light, mm-hmm. you know, and they're compassionate and wise, mm-hmm. um, you can feel that energy. And we can feel that energy when we meet somebody mm-hmm. that we like or um, counteractively when we dislike them. Mm, mm. So especially in our solar plexus, mm. which is the area um, in our midriff there, near uh, sort of in front of our stomach, we have that gut feeling, as people call that. Mm. So we all have that. It's um, an ancient uh, tool that we can use to keep us safe. So if we're tuning into that and we meet somebody, it's like a little electric current zooms along uh, like a fibre optic cable Mm. to the person that we're meeting and then we get a little response back. And it can either be a comfortable response, like, oh, they feel really nice, I get a warm feeling about them, they have a good vibe is another thing people will say. Well, you know, she has a good vibe or he's he's got a a nice feel about him. Mm. Um, on the other hand, if we have um, perhaps a past life issue, um, the person doesn't hold our same moral or ethical standards, mm. or um, maybe they're in a, um, a state of you know disrepair, you know they might be super sad or super angry, and we don't really want to be around them. That little respond responding wave of energy that comes back down that little cord hits our solar plexus mm. and it goes oh. Mm-mm. don't really like that that doesn't feel comfortable mm. and so then we can go well I choose not to go over and say hello to that person mm. or I'll stay out their way I'm, I think I'm so sensitive to that fibre optic cable mm. and I think perhaps people are sensitive in different ways because I can feel that energy I mean even before we met I would still have re- referred to it as energy you know mm. that I, I can feel like you say that if someone's in disease and they're feeling like out of balance or you know negative sort of cloud around them and it really can have quite a strong effect on your own energy and on your own vibrations it, and it certainly can mm. and you know people going into um, various places will get um, experiences that show that they've interacted with the energy in that place so say for instance you go to um, some of the old buildings um, where there might have been old activity where you know people might have been murdered or there might have been abuse there say for instance the Fremantle prison mm. or some of those other places where the energy builds up people will get things like the goosebumps mm. um, they'll get the heckles on the back of the neck mm. they will feel like they're sort of spiders or a movement of um, uh, their hair or something touching them when they know there's nobody there and there's not a draft mm-hmm. um, we can get that churning gut, that mm. sort of that, I feel uncomfortable, I feel anxious, the racing heart. And it can be to do with um, the energy of the place. Mm. Not because I'm you know, worried about going there, but when you get there, you can feel that. Mm. So all of those things are our way of intuiting. So it's like inner tuition, yeah. like inner knowing, inner knowledge. Yeah. 
Um, and that's how energy works. So apart from our auric field, our um, bioenergy that other people can also tune into, mm. um, they can feel that um, as well as the little fiber optic cable in a way, which is why we like to be hugged mm. by people who give good hugs because our hearts are close together. The heart has its own energy field. It's called a toroidal field. And that's what we measure when we're doing an ECG. Mm. So there's you know proof of um, energies. When we do an EEG, that's the brain waves. Yeah. That's an energy. Mm. So mm. there's all sorts of um, things that work that way. Acupuncturists will put... Um, you know, their needle into uh, a specific point in the body where the energy is blocked. Mm. And when that um, uh, activates that meridian, that um, uh, energy line, it's a bit like the, you know, the blood has the circulation, but the energy has the circulation too. Um, when that becomes um, imbalanced, we can get a sickness in the, that meridian space, mm. which feeds an organ. When that's balanced, then um, the acupuncture has worked. Yeah, yeah. And that helps our energy to flow better. But um, we can all do a little exercise to um, show yourself how your energy actually works in your energy fields. We have a little, what we call the etheric body is um, our blueprint. Right. So if we actually rub our hands together quite um, hard, okay. so what we're doing is we're exciting the molecules in our energy field. Mm. Okay, so we create a warmth. Mm -hmm. If you put your hands out about 30 centimetres, mm -hmm. or about a foot in the old people's language, <laughs> and then start to slowly bring them together, you will find um, you get to an area of resistance. It's like you can almost bounce, bounce your hands together. And you can mm. feel there's either a sort of a bit like oh, a tension. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen babies doing that? You know, babies, they understand their They're own energy field. They're by the hands. They know <laughs> what's going on. Um, little yeah. children, and they will bounce. You often see them playing with their hands and bouncing their hands together. And yeah. they're basically investigating their own energy fields. Yeah, gosh, you can really feel that. You can. So what yeah. we've done when you're rubbing your hands like that, or you can cl um, clap them together, yeah. is you're exciting the molecules in your own energy field yeah. as well. So that's why we can um, feel it. So it's not just about the heat. Yeah. It's um, about that um, sponginess. And that's sort of the consistency of the... Um, of the energy around people yeah it has a little bit of a, a movement and when somebody's working a lot on um, improving their own vibration so they're taking in more light they're getting rid of density they're working through their own you know past issues and things um, either through meditation or yoga or a combination of um, energy work and things is that their energy uh, field then becomes clearer mm. and brighter and mm. stronger and so um, there's the, um, you know, some of the um, proponents of some of the, um, like, um, martial arts and things, mm. they can create um, a very, very strong energy around them where people can um, poke daggers into them or swords and things and they don't actually hurt their physical body because they've honed their understanding and their degree of strength in their energy body that that becomes a little buffer zone yeah wow yeah so some of the ancient martial arts you know from japan and um, china in particular mm. that's why they were outlawed mm. a lot of the time because these people could understand sort of invincible how to do that. yes exactly <laughs> and it is a type of magic in a way yeah you can when you can see the colors around people yeah. 
Um, it's a beautiful thing. Not everybody mm. can see colours. Um, sometimes they can intuit that there's colours there or they might say, oh, you look very um, yellow today, you know, bright, yeah. bright yellow. But it's also a skill you can learn. Mm. It's a little bit like, do you want to believe something or do you believe what you see mm. or do you see what you believe? Yeah. So um, I often think... Um, when people are a bit sceptical about what's going on is I say, well, when you go um, to see a movie, say, uh, for instance, um, something like Transformers or um, uh, Jurassic Park, is you can see the dinosaur, for instance, and it looks real. It's amazing. And you can hear it roar and what have you. But we know it's CGI. Mm. Someone's told us that that's, you know, a, a creation. So... But we still see it with our eyes, and our eyes can understand it and comprehend it. Mm, mm. So that's, do we believe what we see? Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, do we see what we believe? So if you go somewhere, for instance, like um, uh, you know, the Celtic lands, mm. like Ireland, mm. it's very, very common for even the older males, and you would think that they are the least intuitive people on this planet sometimes <laughs> because they get really stuck in their ways and a bit belligerent about things. But they all talk about the wee folk. They see them all the time because it's part of their culture. Yeah. And so they believe in um, that, so they see it. Mm, mm. And it comes to them. Mm. and it shows themselves the different energies mm. so when we can open our mind a little bit to the possibilities that are out there you will find that you will start to feel and see and understand a lot more that's there because you've opened a little doorway yeah yeah i i again totally resonate with that because we were chatting just before we pressed record and I mentioned to Lisa that I was talking to one of my girlfriends about the interview today who was slightly sceptic. And um, and I, you know, my response to that was, of course, everyone has their own, you know, opinion and belief and that's totally free to them and everyone's choo- free to choose to believe in what they want to believe in. But from my point of view, and we'll get into my personal experience in a little bit, but from my point of view... It's a matter of firstly opening wide to curiosity and learning new things and opening your self-awareness. Mm. And so by talking to someone like Lisa or listening to this podcast and learning about energies and, and the different relationships between energies and things like that, then we can be um, expanding our own self-awareness and our own self-knowledge, which is so enormous. But also in opening ourselves up to believing all we're doing is giving ourselves the opportunity for greater growth. And then whether I see something, and I do since our um, session, I've got an ongoing uh, mantra meditation that I do um, daily, and I close my eyes, it's instantly there. It's ready to go. And um, that might be because I'm open enough and believing enough and have a strong enough imagination that it comes, or it might be that it's because I'm truly seeing my own energy. But either way, I feel like it's benefiting me, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's a big difference between someone um, questioning and allowing their mind to, you know, take a different route or to put themselves in somebody else's shoes mm-hmm. or to go and research and to find out, um, you know, about what's going on than being a true sceptic where we close off the back heart so we can't feel anything. Mm-hmm. We can't feel the magic. We can't feel the connection. You know, there's lots of um, 
you know, evidence of, of energies that are around and they're doing a lot more to do with the scalar, scalar field. Um, the sea of consciousness, if you want to call that, the quantum field. Yeah. They're all terms that you might have heard if you've ever, ever watched the movie The Secret, although that was a, um, a little bit sort of a, a light-hearted look at it, at, at an old um, premise that, you know, energy is everywhere and manifesting takes energy. So mm-hmm. when we're focusing on something, we're actually putting energy into it. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, that's mental energy. When we're doing something... Um, uh, you know, in a loving and compassionate way, we're putting emotional energy mm. into something. But with um, the quantum field, it's it's around us. Um, the scientists are starting to look at that more now. They can actually prove that scalar waves exist. Mm. Um, so they put um, one of those vacuum tubes and they cut a, cut an atom in half and put one half of the atom at one end and one at the other. And then they measured the response when they... Um, did something to one part of the atom maybe they tickled it or made it too cold or too hot I'm not Mm. quite sure but it made a response and the other um, half of itself responded faster than the speed of light yeah so we no longer um, are stuck in that um, you know the E equals MC squared or the this is this is the speed of lights the fastest thing in the universe no it's not Mm -mm. and there are still scientists that can't get their head around that. Yeah. And so they're still belligerently stuck in that sceptical um, state of being, even though it has been proven that it's not. Yeah, yeah. There's also that book that you'd also told me that it's also a movie, and What the Bleep. Yes. And that talks about the basics of quantum physics. Yes. And also in that book, or I'm sure it's in the movie as well, um, and we'll link to the book and the movie um, in the show notes, but um, it shows how water, just water molecules, when left out and and with classical music played, they change their form. Yes. And it's it's, it's absolutely incredible. You know, these totally inanimate, well, in the case of water, you know, just Mm. water, just an element. Yeah. is, is susceptible to energy and, and music and, and mm. all things. Yeah, and Masaru Moto is one of the proponents of, of that. And there's lots of little books. I think it's The Miracle of Water that he wrote where he did exactly that, um, exposed water to different sayings, different music, and then um, fro- froze them and cut them into, um, you know, sort of looked at them under the super, super microscope. And some of them are absolutely amazing, like um, Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel. Mm. You know, the picture of it looks almost like a broken heart. Yeah, it's incredible. incredible. Um, Where people have said, you know, you're ugly or I hate you, they have a totally disfigured shape. Mm. You know, the water molecules are a little bit like where we have, you know, at Christmas time, you have that beautiful... um, Hang, hangings that you put up of um, like the crystals of the snowflakes yeah yeah and so they have a very symmetrical sort of feel all all individual of mm. course when we're looking at the water but when they've had something terrible said to them um, you know they look broken mm. they look damaged mm. and they look um, you know in a t- terrible shape mm, mm. and as the body is 70% or more water um, children, it's more like about 80, I think, little babies. But, you know, we're about 70% water if you're hydrated enough. Yeah. Um, so that means if you're saying things to yourself that aren't kind and loving, you go, oh, I'm stupid, or you silly dill, you didn't do that right, eh, um, we're actually damaging ourselves. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that's the effect of, um, you know, 
our personal experience on our own energy field mm-hmm. and our own water content. Mm. And yeah. I think that's something that we can all massively relate to just on an everyday you know, basis just from, again, that self-awareness into ourselves and how we feel around when we are having that negative self-talk or or when we are subject to it from external factors as well, you know, be it in a relationship that's not serving you or, or a group of friends that's mm. that's making you feel uneasy or uncertain. I think that, you know, again, if we open wide and, and, and love into ourselves a little bit and really tune into our self-awareness, we know that that language is enough to shift how we feel about ourselves but also what we believe of ourselves which is so massive and I can imagine would have all I know would have a lasting effect on us and mm. um, you know throughout our lives yes it does and that's where energy um, w- working on our own energy and our own being can really help because if we can help to clear those blocks um, clear those um, you know those beliefs that really belong to our family mm. or to our society or or um, built on from our childhood mm. um, it's very difficult to make a change when that those patterns and programs are you know in our subconscious mind mm-hmm. yeah I'd love to share a little bit about my session with you um just to bring it um I guess to a personal experience for our listeners but also um, because of course I you know I did want to have my own experience before I, I mentioned to you that I had a podcast and I sort of pegged you for it um, but just wanted to give it a chance for myself first um, so I went to Lisa as I said earlier on um, I really didn't have anything specific in mind to talk about I'm a I'm generally very um, fortunate person um, and you know lots to be grateful for but at the same time I knew that of course there would be something to gain and um what we um, well, we started off with my numerology, which I found fascinating, and then I quickly said, "Oh, can we do you know my husband and my two kids as well?" So I just um, yeah wanted to know that. Um, so could you talk us through a little bit about numerology and how that works and why you start there? Mm. The thing with numerology is it's about the energy that you have because you were born on a certain day, mm. and whether or not you were meant to be um you know it was like the program the nine months day whether you come early or you come late that um is when you were supposed to be here Mm, mm, mm. and those numbers um make up the skills and abilities and some of the patterns um that you will show uh, during your life if you take on the positive side of them Mm. so everything has Everything is a balance. So we have a negative and a positive of everything. We have a dark and we have a light. We have a left and a right in a way. And when we can um, focus on creating the positive, then that is how our life will evolve. Mm. It's um, life affirming. Um, If we focus on the negative or we um, expose those um, patterns... Uh, from our birth date even uh, even there um, then that that will affect us greatly as well Mm, mm. so the idea of um, and I'm not a numerologist by any any um, mean mean shake of the shake of the wand as they say I'll do do a wand because it's a bit magic magical really when you understand more about it but it gives me an idea if there's a pattern of numbers there for instance um, if people have a 159 mm. that's called the line of intent mm. which means that if somebody is motivated to do something and they have a bit of a goal or they set something in in, in uh, mind that they want to get to they will likely achieve it because mm. that is 
that, what that those numbers mean. Mm. But if they come to me and I look and they go, oh, I can't make decisions. I just don't know what's going on in my life. I, you know, I feel like I'm procrastinating. And they've got a one five nine. Then I know something really is upsetting them, mm. you know, or that there's something going wrong. Mm. And then we can talk about that. But so we have our life lesson, which is all of the numbers put together. Mm. So, for instance, if you're um, uh, from my my birthday, you know, you 14 and 11, you'd add those two, and then you add the year as well. So you put one plus four plus one plus one, and then the you know add them all together, yeah. and you come up with a with a number like 37 or 29, and then you add those two together. So a three and a seven makes a one, or it makes ten. So then you end up with a one, mm. or you might get a um, you can also get a 28 which is also one so there's a couple of different ways you can get the numbers and then that gives you the life lesson so they're the sorts of things that um you uh positive skills and abilities that you can expose um to the world how you can um live live your life in a good way um but then you also get all the different um parts of that number on a chart Mm -hmm. so anything more than two of a specific number so so 14 11's got three ones already and then of course i was born in the 1900s so there's four ones there um so that's you know highly active active mind good leader um just on the go all the time yeah hence i i don't really stop yeah yeah to meditate i do and luckily i found meditation early on in my life Mm -hmm. because otherwise i'd just be a gym junkie or a you know whatever because it's just overloading all the time yeah so anything with more than two of a specific number in your birth date so if you had a 22 um of the 12th for instance you would have three twos you'd be very feminine really um need relationships to work out and those connections um for for a a male that could be that they're a bit effeminate Mm -hmm. or um very focusing on the healing and the soft side Mm -hmm. not that there's anything wrong with either of those things but that's why you can tell um how things are going yeah yeah yeah. i definitely saw lots of lots of things come out from the numbers both my numbers and and those in my immediate i really found it fascinating and it's given me impetus to want to delve a little bit more into numerology as well so that's great so then from there we went um went into a guided meditation um all around my my sacred heart and it was it was um it was really wonderful and after that experience I felt quite lightheaded and I'd, I'd been able to really visualize you know everything that Lisa was um asking me to and I definitely felt like um you know I had I had been there um, in in that spot where we'd been um, visualizing, um, which was really wonderful in itself. Um, but then after that, you gave me some homework, um, of which there was quite a lot, <laughs> and, and I immediately said, "Oh, hold on, hold on, busy working mum, not going to be able to do all of these." Um, you know, even though accumulatively they'd probably take three minutes. Um, it just felt overwhelming. So, so I said, "Which one? Which one? You know, which which is the one?" And you said it was the responsibility shield, um, which we're going to go through with you um, in a minute. But um, I've been doing that every day. And I shared that with Lisa last week when we chatted on the phone. So that's probably been about, I don't know, uh, at least three to four weeks now. Um, And I really feel like it's made a difference and like it's continuing to make a difference. Um, Could you talk us a little bit through what that's all about and um, 
yeah, and then we can share more with our listeners. Yes. So many years ago, um, when my business partner Lindsay, that's a female Lindsay, and I started up the business um, after we'd both come back from Kalgoorlie, mm. so about 2006, but I think we started almost setting up the business, took us about 12 months by mm. the time we got the concept, um, how we were going to um, fix everything up, and, and we even sort of tuned into our spiritual um, helpers, I suppose, to even get the colours for our business as yeah. well, so we used, used them as our that's part of our 11 principles it was sort of a play on words you know we had 11 um i suppose um ways of running the business you know looking after people's individuality making sure everyone was treated with respect and and things like that so there are 11 principles but also 11 principals because we had nine people on our board in spirit right so there was 11 of us all together and 11 is a master number in numerology right so it all sort of worked together. But um, we first started doing the shield, and we did call it um, a protective shield in the first instances and until um, sort of channeled some information saying, that's not a very good word to use um, because when we um, say that I need protection and I'm going to put this shield around me and it's my protection, we're basically saying to, to our body, to our being, also to the world, that... I'm weak, I'm vulnerable, I can't deal with this, I'm a victim, Mm. Uh, people are out to get me. Mm, And there's something to be scared of. Yeah, Mm. because I've got to put this, you know, protective shield around. Mm. The other thing that often people will do is they put a a shield around themselves, a bit like an armour, because Mm. I don't want to be hurt. Mm. So I'll put this, you know, barricade up. But then what happens with that, um, unlike with the responsibility shield, is you block off everything. You block off all the joy, you block off your um, partner's love, you block off the um, accolades and the respect of your colleagues. So having that shield like that um, being so strong around you is um, quite detrimental. Mm. The other thing that um, that shield does um, differently to uh, taking responsibility for your energy is that if you're going through something yourself, you're blocked in with all of that shite yeah (laughs) and that that, um you know that anger or that um sadness or and it it just like it churns away and so you feel even worse you Mm. feel even more depressed you feel even more sad and that's not a great thing Mm. so we soon came up with um with the help of um, our spiritual advisors to call it a responsibility shield because what that says is i'm actually taking responsibility for me for my energy field and for what comes into my energy. I'm not going to have other people's negative thoughts and emotions, their dramas, the rubbish that's going on the um, in with the media, all of the um, you know bullying and things mm, that go on mm-hmm. in the workplace. I'm putting a, a barrier in a way or a buffer zone against that mm. because I don't want that in my zone. Mm. Mm. It's just not what I want anymore. So I'm making a stand and I'm putting that um, that healthy boundary there. Mm. Mm. And the other thing I always like to say too is because it's you know pink and gold in colour. Pink's about the heart. It's about healing. The gold is um, you know high vibration. It helps to clear things away. Also um, very um, high on the level with compassion and. Um, works well with the Kuan Yin, the beautiful um, female Buddha. Um, she's the mother of compassion, mercy, hospitals, and children. So it works, you know, works for all of us really. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the good thing about that is it's like a self-cleaning oven. So if you know your dog's just died and you're upset, those emotions will be gently and easily um, starting to work through mm. rather than being stuck in your own quagmire you're working on yourself too so it's a win-win situation yeah. for everybody yeah and I really I loved it um I think the way that you also described it to me when in our session was that it's about taking responsibility for what you are in control of which is your own feelings your own actions your own values I guess and then, or maybe I've just translated it that way in my no, head. No, that's, that's um, exactly right. Yeah. Because the thing is, if we've got, um, say we have a bit of, we've got a little bit of a negative thought going on in, in our mind and we might suffer from a bit of anxiety. So I'm sitting here feeling anxious. So what happens with that is energetically, we put out a little feeler to the quantum field, okay, the sea of consciousness where everybody else's thoughts and emotions are. I put out a little bit of a feeler to try and justify or to find out why I'm feeling anxious. Mm. Now, it only has to be, you know, other people watching the news and being worried about, you know, whatever's going on in the world for that anxiety to be there. And we get a little feedback going, oh, yes. It's well-placed. Oh, yeah, gosh, mm. cool. There's, it's it's anxious world out there. Gosh, mm. we've got everything going on. And so then that doubles up and then mm. I feel more anxious and then I'm actually taking on all of that anxiety from outside. And I'm not talking about in your own house. I'm not talking about down the street. I'm talking about the whole world. Yeah. Because the quantum field doesn't um, conform to space and time. So, for instance, if you've got a girlfriend in England who's thinking about you, you might think, oh, I haven't, haven't talked to Joanne for a while and all of a sudden there's an email there. Yeah, yeah. Or she rings you or she texts you or, or likes something on your Facebook because that's how quickly thought travels through the quantum field. Yeah. So it means if we're a victim or we're feeling vulnerable or we're um, not looking after ourselves we're scooping up things from this soup of everybody else's stuff and taking it on board yeah so then if we're feeling all of that anxiety we're loading it up on top of ourselves we can only clear that five percent of anxiety that's ours yeah the rest yeah. of it's not even to do with us yeah so how do you fix it mm, mm. you can't because mm. it's not yours mm. so I, I can't fix somebody else's problem i can help them or help them identify, but I can't fix it. So if all of a sudden it's like it's my job to fix that person's problem, I'm never going to feel satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Always going to be let down and it's always going to be a mess. And I think we can all really just totally resonate with that, that it is, it's it's just, it's it, well, it's almost nature, isn't it, to sort of express how we feel or, or, or to, to search out, like you say, um, Sort of authentication of our feelings in amongst our physical space, and then now we're looking at this this energetic quantum um, field as well. Um, I love this quote. I can't remember who said it, um, but I will find it and share it in the show notes. But it's, and I think it's so incredibly powerful for everyone to really think on this quote. And it's that we're not who we think we are. We're not who we th- who people think we are. We're who we think people think we are, and it's it's that misplacement of our sense of self, which we're sort of putting out into the ether and 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 worrying so much about what other people are thinking of us, what we think other people are thinking of us. It's not even 
what other people are thinking of us because we could never actually know that it's our perception of what we think the people are thinking of us that can then really mess with our own feelings of self-worth and self um yeah just well self-confidence and self-esteem and 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 also sometimes like move us off field from from being in, in alignment with our own values because we're so fearful of what people what we think that people may think of us yeah. and for me the 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 responsibility shield has been so powerful in that way because you know I might walk against the grain in in a few different ways and um and as much as I've done work on myself over the years to be confident in that I think for me personally it's really helped in that I do my responsibility shield every morning I know that I'm living within my values and I'm doing the best that I can possibly do and that everything I do is with good intent and then from there I just have to let go and that's been really powerful for me and other people's opinions other people's words about you um the way they feel is none of your business Mm. yeah I love that you said that in the (laughs) session as well I love that because it's like um, I don't want to be destabilised by what other people are thinking or their daggers or their nasty looks or whatever. Like you say, you stick with your own um, authenticity mm. and how you can be and be of service to your family, be of service to the community, be of service to the world mm. by really being who you are. Mm. And living and, within your values yeah, and if, fearlessly. Yeah, and mm. if you're totally bombarded by everything else that's going on, You'll just be a, a pool of jelly. Yeah. <laughs> a melting pool of jelly. Yeah. Because it's like you don't have any substance. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, totally, totally. So what I loved as well is when we had our follow-up chat after my session um, and I asked you about this responsibility show because I was really keen to share it with my family even though they haven't had a session with you. And you said that that's actually possible and you also gave some tips around how to, I guess, adjust the responsibility shield for children. Mm. Um, And this could also work um, with teenagers as well, young adults. So, um, you know, regardless of the age of the children, mine are young, they're six and three, but I can see this working, you know, for parents that might have teenagers that are struggling with bullying or, or body image or body confidence or fitting in or any of those things. It could really be a helpful tool. So mm. if you would share that. And the thing is, um, it's probably more vitally important for it to be a thing for, for your children as well because they um, don't have the filtering system. Mm. You know, as they're growing up to a, at least um, age six or seven, they spend a lot of their time in a very high brain vibration, um, either alpha or theta in the theta waves. And that's almost like being... A, under hypnosis Mm. so there's no filter for um for incoming whether it's good or bad and that's how our subconscious gets programmed Mm. so for instance if the children are coming from you know a good home where um in in that i mean you know there's um good morals there's um uh, support people communicating um letting the child have their um you know express themselves but putting in healthy boundaries Mm. making sure that they're safe and secure and not taking um unrealistic risks but also that they are being nurtured in a way to be their own little person Mm. Mm -mm. um and when that's lovely you know they're feeding in great things into their subconscious mind but there's plenty of other times where there's not so good Uh, role models around and so that child is getting fed stuff um, that might be 
um, you know, abuse of some sort or you're no good and you can't do anything, you know, that then goes in too because there's no filter. Yeah, so all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you get um, a child to say, oh, I'm not going to be, and this is a true story, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a nothing. Oh, too terrible. And that was a child, you know, that was a seven-year-old child who said, because that's what I'm, I am. I'm no good for anything. I'm just a nothing. And so, you know, um, how those words and the environment and the unseen, um, you know, the unspoken things or the unseen things, the energetic things mm. that go on in a family as well, mm. they program a child, mm. which is what the sacred heart thing is about, getting those things back yeah. from um, things that we give away and things that we take on board as a child. But um, so they really do need it, mm. children and teenagers. So um, whereas um, the adult shield can be done sort of in a, um, a mind way, I suppose, mm. you know, there's a little saying that we use. So you could, even if you don't believe it, you can put a bit of energy into it and say it and, and you know, try and visualize the shield around you and that will work. But children find that a little bit hard and it's probably not as inventive. Mm. So what I teach for children and I do um, work on um, babies up to people dying so everything in between um, and worked a lot on on young children so um, I help them to put on either um, a spacesuit or um, some sort of outfit that they like that's, yeah you know cut and get them to describe it and, and give it a give it color and um, shape and form you know a fairy outfit or uh, an angel uh, angel or princess dress whatever it is that um, they, um, you know, it could be a ninja, you know, ninja out, outfit with yeah. a, you know, big zigzag down the front or something that helps them feel powerful. Mm. And I never talk about it being a protection because, as we said before, that makes me think, oh, there's other things out there. I'm not strong enough. I, you know, I can't deal with this or I can't make my own decisions because I need something else to to keep keep the you know the ugly, horrible world away. Um, I explain it more like it's um, something that helps them feel strong and mm. safe and comfortable inside. And then if if something happens out out uh, you know out of the schoolyard or wherever they are and they feel a bit um, afraid or upset with something, that um, they have the strength to help deflect that. You know to um, be able to. Uh, help another child if they're um, bullying them even to say well I can tell that you're you know it's not about me that that person's upset so we can start to bring in some sort of compassion but then to say no this is my boundary um, that your behavior is not okay Mm. and so they start to feel more of a strength within them because they have got a strength within them Mm, mm. and they can um, you know use that uh, to help them um, just with life in general. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. I, I, I haven't tried that yet with my kids, but I, I did try just the one that you gave me, and we just lay down on the on the living room floor, and we've been doing some um, cosmic yoga, which I don't know if you know about. It's on it's on YouTube, and it's fun yoga for kids, and we do that sometimes. And um, and we lay down on the floor, and you know, I said to imagine this this pink and gold um you know glittery shiny um mm. circle all around them and sort of pulsing around them and like sparks and shooting stars and all that sort of thing and then I just asked them to repeat the mantra yes. Yes. Um, and they did that and and we had fun and we've done that a few times yeah. um 
And I, yeah, I just think, again, and back to the whole believing thing, I just think you know, if it does give them and me that extra strength in feeling um, that, you know, we're, we're ready for anything and that, mm. you know, we are who we are and, and, and we are beautiful as we are, then, um, then it can only really do good. Yeah. So could we share with people how to do that? Sure. Yeah. And one of the things that's important to know is practice makes permanent. Mm. It's not, I don't believe practice makes perfect because we're perfect just as we are. Mm. We're Im- improving in a way on our perfection <laughs> if we go. But practice makes permanent. Mm. And the idea of doing the shield every day is that it's um, an, uh, just a short period of time that helps your whole being know that you care about you. Yeah. It's self-care. Mm. Um, and like you wouldn't walk out the door. I mean, even if you're having a bad day and you just wear your tracky decks and, you know, your hair hair up in a scrunchy bun, bun that doesn't, you know, look fabulous, you're still putting clothes on. Yeah. You're still, you know, you're still going out there um, and you're not going out, you know, in freezing cold weather or in a bikini and you're not going out on a really hot day with, you know, great big jumpers on. So it's a self-care thing. If you're going out... Uh, out into the world and even when you're at home you know some Mm. of our biggest teachers are our family Mm. so we need to put our shield on every day Mm. because Mm. you know they can push our buttons more than anybody because they've made a sacrifice in some ways to help us learn yeah so they'll take they'll take the hard knocks with Mm. that unfortunately um for for us we don't um always thank them for their service Oh, thanks for showing me that I'm doing something that's not so great for me that I really don't like. Yeah. But I don't really want you to tell me about it. You know, but I've asked you to tell me about it, but now you are. I don't like you for mm, it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, putting um, putting the, it on every day is, is mandatory, really. So, you know, prepare yourself for the day, prepare yourself for the world. Mm, mm. Okay, so... Um, yeah, let's just uh, take a couple of long, slow breaths and just okay. settle settle your being. And the idea is that this really doesn't take very long to do at all. And we're imagining now um, that there's a beautiful pink energy and a gold energy and it's combining. You know, it can be pink with gold stars, it can be um, stripes, it can be little speckles. It doesn't matter how you want to visualise it. Those two colours, so we're opening the heart with the pink colour and we're bringing in the beautiful gold. And one of the ways I like to look at it is, imagine in your heart center, in the middle of your chest, that you have a beautiful flower of your choosing that's pink in color. So it could be a peony or a water lily or a rose. And the pink is flowing out. So this energy comes from the universe and it's just manifesting in the heart. And that pink flows out to every cell in the body bringing that love, healing and balance to every part of you and then it's radiating out into the auric field until it's stretched out as far as your arms can go and then imagine that that length of your arm is up above your head, down below the feet and all the way around so it's sort of like a big bubble or a big egg shaped pink and that brings that peacefulness and that calm to the heart. And then as the petals open even further, right in the center is gold. That lovely gold center is now radiating that luminescent gold energy. 
that's kissing every cell in the body, helping to detoxify, to cleanse old energies, to clear the mind and the emotions. And that too is radiating out the length of the arms all around you. So we have this beautiful combination of pink and gold that sets you up for the day. And the little affirmation that goes with it, or the mantra, is I now renew and strengthen my responsibility shield to remain in place until I wake for the day tomorrow. As I will, so be it. And just feel a little bit of that impactful thought, that chi, that manner, that energy radiating out and you're feeling strong, centered, vibrant. And that's all you have to do. A couple of moments. Wonderful. And when, and when you've um, been able to do it for a while, you know the mantra off by heart. Mm -hmm. And if you have to, you can just go bang, energy shield on now. Yeah. You know, it's like, and if you're going somewhere where you often feel uncomfortable, like, you know, may have to go visit someone in the hospital where there's, you know, um, dense energies or going to a funeral or somewhere that you don't know or an interview even where you're feeling a bit nervous mm -hmm. is you can double up that energy field. You know, you can say, right, you know, I'm making it a bit like the Michelin man and, yeah. <laughs> bump, and bump it up so you've got some extra buffer zone. I like to think of it as a buffer zone. So you've got an extra processing um, area that you can stay nice and calm and relaxed. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. And then to finish up, we um, were thinking with Lisa, we're so lucky today, honestly, we are so lucky um, that we began to close with a second guided meditation. And we're actually recording this episode in October, which is um, Mental Health Month here in Australia. So, um, Lisa's chosen a special medic, medi, not medication, although it is kind of a meditation um, for us. So we will close on this. Um, and so again, Lisa, please guide us. Yes. So this one's um, a really fantastic um, short, short meditation. Um, usually do it in uh, under five minutes or five minutes is about the, a good time to do it. So it helps to release um, anxiety, um, calm the body. Um, bring your awareness back into the present moment. Mm. So when we're feeling depressed or um, out of sorts, um, you know, depression's about worrying about the past and mm. anxiety is worrying about the future. Mm. So it mm. has sort of an energy there. When we're back in the moment, we can't um, but help, um, you know, just centre ourselves mm. and feel more harmonious because we're not worrying about the past or the future we're mm -hmm. bringing it right back so this is our um, meditation Wonderful. called feeling the five mm -hmm. first tell your body and mind to relax it's time to take a few moments to be peaceful Be aware of your present environment. Mm -hmm. 
Feel your feet touching the floor. Left foot, right foot. Feel the pressure of your body on the chair. Feel the touch of your clothes on your skin. Feel the rise and fall of your chest as you breathe. In and out. Notice the movement of air on your face, hair and hands. Focus now on the tastes in your mouth. And what can you smell around you? Take notice of everything. And behind your eyes, Notice the light, shadows, colours and shapes you can see. Now concentrate on your hearing. What can you hear? Identify all sounds without any judgement. Now that you are fully relaxed, extend your hearing out as far as you can, taking in the tiniest of sounds. Allow your mind and body to rest in this great calmness for a short while.
ready. Just gently wriggle your fingers and toes. Feel yourself fully back in the physical body, balanced, harmonized, relaxed. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wow. <laughs> it's hard to speak after that. It's yeah, absolutely wonderful. Um explain to us about these things that you brought with you as well because Lisa didn't arrive um empty handed by any means. I've taken a photo of the the special apparatus that you've brought with. Yes, yeah, so the the beautiful chimes, they're called Koshi chimes and they're made out of um sort of bamboo and um they have a little they're little I like to call them gongla donglas. I've always called um wind chimes gongla donglas because that's that's the sort of name. But um they have a if you can imagine they've got a um a little uh, plate hanging down that holds a little tine there's tines inside like little metal rods mm -hmm. and um, a little striker that I think is sort of a plastic I don't think it's glass but a plastic and so when you move it backwards and forwards it gets the different sounds and they come in a set of um, four so you've got all the elements which lines up really well with shamanic practice as yeah, well because yeah. we open to all the directions so this one is a fire so this is the um, to do with the fire so it activates the north if we're doing um, some shamanic work as well but it brings in um, uh, you know, motivation and helps with that sort of um, cleansing, using the fire for cleansing. Yeah. I've only got two of them here today. And um, this one is the air. So this works with the mental aspect, um, works with the east in the, in the direction that I um, work with those. And so this helps to clear the mind, um, bring in sort of that uplifting, uh, that uplifting mood as well. Mm, so mm, yeah. I definitely feel that. Yeah, That's so wonderful. Thank you so much. And the other one is a Tibetan singing bowl. So that's um, made out of bell bronze. So mm. things that they make the bells out of, like the bell tower in right. Perth. Yeah. And um, the bells from all around the world mm -hmm. are made of a um, mix of bell bronze. And um, when um, you can, uh, you often hear people will tap them mm. so they get that sort of sound. But when you run the little um, suede covered um, mallet around it, it builds up um, a little bit like if you um, were washing up a, a crystal glass yeah, and you put your put your finger around the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's all vibration. So this yeah. is all energy. This is all energy work as well. So sound is a type of vibration, um, which then can. Um, create different uh, feelings in the body which is why we like different music yeah you know if we're feeling a bit down we might get some jazz on or or something upbeat if we're feeling a bit melancholic we might listen to um tom waits or some sort of uh, <laughs> some sort of um old blues or something like that as well so that um you know that's because that sort of tunes in to our um to our vibration yeah here. yeah wonderful thank you so much you're welcome and we've also got a recording of that uh, meditation that we're going to be able to share as well haven't we so if you weren't able to meditate along with us because you're driving or walking or whatever or doing the ironing i know uh, some of our listeners um listen along while doing stuff like that um don't worry either obviously listen again or we're going to have um, a downloadable meditation from Lisa that you can do at home whenever and as often as you like and just remember that loving into yourself and into your self-awareness into your self-care is um, is so important whether it's October and mental health month or not 
Um, so I guess to finish, Lisa, can you tell everyone how they can get in touch with you, um, what sort of practice you have, um, how they can reach out, how they can come and see you, and um, how they can find out more? Sure. Um, well, I have just a little home-based um, business um, now, so it's a very intimate space, mm. um, very private. I'm not sort of out in the um, in the commercial world where you know you just feel like you're a number in a surgery or a clinical sort of a place. So it's very. Um, I live in a 1928 little cottage. Um, so people can get hold of me either. Um, you can text. Yeah. You know, text or or phone me on zero four three nine. Nine three nine five zero eight. My email is lisa at eleven principles My website is www.eleven. That is the two numerals one one and principles as in ethics, not headmasters. Yeah. So l e s on the end, not a l s. dot com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm under Lisa Nicole Throssell. Um, or 11 principles on my Facebook as well I've also got a couple of other pages that I do things on um, I also have a on a Tuesday night I have a zoom uh, class we do a spiritual um, teaching and a guided meditation so um, people are quite welcome to come along to that I only charge ten dollars I've got people oh, from wonderful. all over Australia um, joining in um, not always everybody has a, um, especially if you're in the Eastern States, it's a three-hour time difference. So mm. 7.30 at night is a bit late for them. But um, I send um, send the links on um, to um, you know access it from a Dropbox. Yeah. But I might have to put it on a YouTube. I think there's getting to be too many people yeah. needing it. So And Dropbox has a, a limited space. But, um, yeah, so people are free to um, contact me any way they like or um, through the Messenger through um, Facebook as well. Um, I do sessions, um, people all over the world. Um, I can do Skype, can do Zoom, um, messenger audio, telephone, um, generally not telephone if it's international because it's um, a bit expensive. Yeah. But, you know, through, um, through the Facebook Messenger it has audio as well so people can access um, my work. And it's interesting that um, people might be thinking, oh, gosh, how do you do a session if, you know, you're someone in Melbourne or whatever worked on... Um, uh, places in England and all sorts of things is energy doesn't get limited by space and time yeah. so it doesn't matter where you are it's um, can be just like being in with me right there yeah so yeah. wonderful thank you so much and we're going to share all of those details if you didn't get a chance to write them down we'll have Le- all of Lisa's contact details in the show notes as well so that's at nourishnurturebreathe.com um, thank you so much again, Lisa. This oh. has been absolutely fantastic. And thank you for inviting me and um, being able to have a, um, a chat with you. It's just so wonderful to be able to share um, a beautiful um, world, that, you know, looking at it from a different perspective and um, uplifting energies. Yeah, so beautiful. So, blessings to all. Thank you so much for listening. We're really grateful for the time you spent with us and can't wait to do it again. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hop over to Apple Podcasts or Facebook and leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to us via the Nourish, Nurture, Breathe Facebook or Instagram pages and check out nourishnurturebreathe.com for our show notes. Thank you and until next time, remember to nourish, nurture and breathe every day.